Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your time. We're in this game. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. I am the hockey editor here at Action. And joining me, as always, my friend, the professional better known on Twitter as So Money Sports. And So Money, as usual, we will start with our favorite underdog pick for the day. That'll be Thursday, March 31st. I'm going to cede the floor to you because this is a, uh, a tough one for me to swallow. Yeah, so if we are we are going to be betting on the Blue Jackets here against your Islanders, um, who continue to get results, um, albeit against weaker teams in the league. And we saw that on Tuesday night against the Blue Jackets, um, even though they were lucky to get that win. Um, this will be the first game of a back-to-back here with the Rangers on deck on Friday. Uh, so, of course, we will monitor the goaltending. I think the value hunters are going to be out here, and I do agree with them. Um, The Islanders closed at minus 140-ish in Columbus, and if we have the same goaltending matchup or even a downgrade for the Islanders if they don't want um, Varlamov to go back-to-back, getting close to um, what I'm seeing right now is uh, minus 190, minus 200, that's that's just way too big of an adjustment on strictly a venue change. So I think that... There's going to be value on Columbus, especially the way the game played out. And um, if we are making this big of a, an adjustment on a venue change, I think that um, that I will be on on the Blue Jackets here. Yeah, I think it, it behooves you to, to act early if you like this one, because we might see Corey Schneider in goal for right. the Islanders <laughs> um, with, with Ilya Sorokin recovering from what is a suspected concussion. And Simeon Varlamov, like you said, that they have the Rangers come or they're going to the Rangers on uh, Friday for back to back. So. Barry Trotz might want to keep uh, Varlamov fresh for that one. He did uh, early in the season, though. I should note that uh, Sorokin was the only healthy you know, NHL goaltender for the Islanders, and Schneider was sitting on the bench uh, as a backup, and Sorokin was playing the back-to-back. So it's not, it won't be shocking to see yeah. Simeon Varlamov get both. Um, but it would be this game. If, if Schneider is to play one, it would be this one, I would assume. All right. Uh, on that note, let's flip to the rest of the board. It's a, a weird slate. Uh, we only have one underdog at the current prices uh, listed below plus 145 right now. And that uh, we'll get to that one a little later. 
Instead, we'll start with a huge dog. That's the Chicago Blackhawks. They're plus 270, traveling to Florida to take on the Panthers, uh, who are minus 350. The over-under here is already at seven. Um, I, I think that betting against the Panthers at big numbers at this point in the season is, is probably a, a decent move because of their defensive issues. Their goaltending is, is inconsistent right now. However, I think if you ask the Panthers to pick their favorite matchup right now, if they could have one team come to their building to play, if they needed two points, I think it would be the Blackhawks with Kevin Lankin in or Colin Delia in goal. So I'll be staying away here and I wouldn't blame anyone for betting, you know, Panthers minus three and a half or something like that. Yeah, it was so funny. I, I, I was thinking about this the other day that um, last year, um, when whenever we had Kevin Lankin in starts, I was rushing to bet it just because I felt that he was being undervalued by the market. And now this year, you just want to stay away from him as as as, as much as you can. He's he's been a mess all season, and that just that's just another example of like numerous examples we've discussed this year about how goaltenders uh, how their output varies year to year. The sample size is small, obviously, here for Colin Delia, but I can't imagine him being any worse than what the Hawks have gotten out of Lincoln. In. So um, I won't have anything in, in this game. The total should easily hit a flat seven, which is where I would have it as well. Um, but if if there's no su- no surprises on the goaltending, it's not something that um, obviously I'll be, I'll be getting involved with here. And the, the Blackhawks at the current prices aren't the biggest underdog on the board. That honored belongs to the Montreal Canadiens. They're three to one on the money line, traveling to Carolina to take on the Hurricanes, who are minus 400. The over under here is six. It's another situation where, uh, I mean, the Habs have been a, a pretty good underdog for a couple of weeks now since Martin St. Louis came to town. But uh, it's another just brutal matchup against the an offense that just keeps coming at you. Every line can score. They generate a ton of scoring chances uh, at five on five and the goaltending mismatch uh, is not to be overlooked, even if it, uh, you know, it is Jake Allen, like we expect. So I'll be passing on this one. I would, if you made me pick, I would say that the value at the moment is on Montreal, but I won't be getting there. I don't think. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you here. This is another game I'll be passing as well. Obviously I do come in higher on the, uh, on, on the Hurricanes um, and a loss against the Lightning at the end of a road trip um, doesn't change anything for me on that front. But in this game, I'm not going to be laying that number on them either. This is an interesting one, though, and I think there is some value on the underdog, or there will be some. That's the Winnipeg Jets. They're plus 175 traveling to Toronto. Take on the Leafs, who are minus 205. The over-under here is six. The Jets are dealing with a COVID issue. Kyle Connor uh, is out. I believe there's a couple other players that are – also stuck in Buffalo because they can't travel across the border for five days uh, due to quarantine rules. And Connor obviously is a, is an immense p- piece of the offense that said, and I, and I know Eric Chalgren has been all right for the Leafs and goal, but Peter Morazza got hurt. Jack Campbell, he was a full participant in a morning skate yesterday. Um, so he's cl- getting close to a return, but he was in terrible form going into the injury. So even if it is a surprise start for Campbell coming off that long layoff after being a terrible form and dealing with a rib injury, a goaltender I would look to fade. And Chalgren, like I said, in a small sample, he's been pretty good for the Leafs and they've been playing pretty well defensively as of late. But at this number with a, a team that is good, we know the Jets are inconsistent and and could be a mess at times and are not a team you want to back as a big favorite. But as an underdog going against an AHL goaltender, I, I don't mind it. And I hope that this number ticks up a little more because of the COVID news uh, that's going to you know circulate around Winnipeg. So it's Jets for me uh, in Toronto on Thursday night. Yeah, we have a we have a slight disagreement here because I'm closer to the Leafs, 
Um, but um, of course, I'll need uh, I'll need that number to actually take down for me to bet the Leafs, which I don't think it it, it is going to. Um, we are on Eric Comrie watch here. Um, Hallebuck is playing Wednesday night, so I do suspect that they'll give Comrie the call on Thursday. And I've mentioned I like Comrie. He um, he shows good good numbers for me. So any play on the Leafs is not going to be a bet against Comrie, but it'll be more so a bet against the Jets, who um, they have been getting results lately, but I am looking um, to fade them in the short term because I do have them trending poorly, whereas the Leafs, even though I unfortunately bet against them, against Boston, which in hindsight I shouldn't have, um, but um, they've been they've been playing well, um, and we've talked about it the last couple of episodes that I have them trending up. They just haven't been getting the saves. Um, so here, I'll probably end up passing on the side. Um, I would expect the Leafs to take some money here um, and possibly on the over as well. And of course, I would need some lineup clarity on the Jet side, but I'm closer to the Leafs and the and the under at this point here. The game I alluded to off the top, the only one with a relatively tight line, and this one is tight, obviously, is the Penguins. They're even money on the road traveling to Minnesota, who are minus 120, uh, the Wild are. The over-under here is six and a half. Minnesota's red hot. They haven't lost in ages. The Penguins are wobbling, I would say. It's fair to to say that there are some concerns about Pittsburgh, uh, not only on a game-to-game basis, but their long-term prospects. They looked every bit of Stanley Cup contender, through the first 45, 50 games of the season. This is an older team or a team that at least that relies on its older players to uh, carry the water. And maybe they're slowing down a little bit and pacing themselves for the playoffs, but I don't think there's too many reasons to feel optimistic at the current time period for, for Penguins fans about a long run. Um, that could change, of course, in a couple of weeks. That's how the season goes. Uh, but I think the Wild at minus 120 at home, it's not a bad price, but I don't suspect it'll be hanging around that long. I would agree with you here. I'm a. I, I thought that I would have thought that Flurry would get the start, but the way that uh, Talbot is playing, I it's it's understandable why the Wild would go with him here. The Wild are a team that I do want to bet on right now. They're showing great form, and they're getting goaltending as well. I'm not overly concerned about the Penguins yet. Uh, they have been getting healthier, and they will be working through different line combinations based on what's on what's coming out of their camp right now. Um, if we do get this, this actually might be a good spot to get Casey DeSmith in goal. Um, and if that is the case and um, against Talbot, I would be looking at the wild here as well. And now we'll move to the Western conference uh, for a battle between the Kings. They're plus 225 against the flames who are minus 285. The over under is six in Calgary. I think it's Kings are nothing for me at these prices. The flames, we know this is a team that is elite. They are a Stanley Cup contender. They've shortened to single-digit odds at some sports books uh, for the Stanley Cup. They were 45-1 to 1 to start the season. Uh, some smart, smart people backed that number before uh, the puck dropped on, on the 2021-2022 regular season. We won't say who, but they were smart people. Um, but I do think that th- these, this next month for Calgary is all about finding the right combination with, with their new acquisitions from the trade deadline and, and kind of just keeping uh, a good rhythm going into the postseason uh, because they aren't going to really be challenged for the Pacific Division title, though they are a near lock to uh, finish with the one seed in the Pacific. That said, um, I think we could see, and, and it's a Daryl Sutter team, so betting them to not have their best effort is, is a fool's errand because if they do do that, they know what's waiting for them the next morning. 
Um, but I do think that in terms of motivation, we, we may see Calgary throw up some duds here or there. And, and you can't do that against the Kings team that has been pretty good. They are dealing with some injury issues, but uh, for a team like Los Angeles that drives play uh, pretty well, they could, should be able to handle Calgary. Okay. It's at least well enough to stay in the game. So plus 225 on Los Angeles is pretty tempting. That's probably where I'll go. Yeah, I really want to get there. I just I just can't. Um, there's just too many injuries right now for the Kings to deal with. And also the second game of a of a tough Alberta back to back here. Um, however, that could change if um, if we have a Dan Vladar sighting, which is not out of the realm of possibility here. So right now I'll pass, but I reserve the right to change my opinion <laughs> if there's any uh, any changes in goaltending here. Yeah, it's always a good practice to remind people that you can uh, follow So Money on Twitter at So Money Sports and see what he ends up landing on due to uh, morning skate news, etc. So make sure to do that and follow him. We'll move on to uh, San Jose. They're plus 250 traveling to Colorado. The Avalanche are minus 320. Another big, big favorite here on Thursday night. The over under six and a half Colorado coming off a very impressive performance against Calgary. And, and I think it's impressive for one reason, that's Darcy Kemper. If Darcy Kemper is yeah. the biggest question mark on this team, and he was lights out against Calgary on Tuesday night. Uh, so if he's in even decent form for Colorado going into playoffs, who's going to beat them? Maybe the Minnesota Wild. But uh, it's it's really, really hard to see uh, anybody pulling the rug out from under Colorado if, if Kemper's in form, uh, which he is right now. Uh, we've talked a lot about the Sharks uh, for some reason, and, and their, <laughs> their defensive woes are still the same. They don't really have great goaltending. Uh, so I'll, I'll be passing here. Not, a, not an underdog uh, spot that I'd, I'd want to get involved in. Yeah. I'm, I'm right with you here. I'll, I'll be passing as well. Um, Colorado's in, in form. You mentioned their goaltending. Um, it's not something that I'm going to be messing around with right now. And before we get to top shelf bets, our favorite bets for Thursday night, we will finish it up how we finished up the other night too. another game between the stars and ducks where the stars are minus minus one sixty five and the ducks are plus plus one forty five at home. The over under here is five and a half. I believe this number closed closer to minus minus one eighty in the same fixture. The NHL schedule has been wonky because of the COVID pause. And we will, we, we will see some, I think there's two cases uh, this week of, of teams playing uh, a home and home as in the home team is home for, for two straight games against the same opponent. Uh, because the, the Golden Knights and Kraken are also doing it, I believe, this week. And um, yeah, like like we said on Tuesday night's episode, no interest for me here. The Stars are a team I never want to lay big numbers with because they're inconsistent and can't really trust them uh, to punch down. But a team that I, I will always you know look to as, a, as an underdog because they punch up well. And the Ducks are, this, this number is way too short to get involved on a team that has waved the white flag and isn't playing well at the moment. Yeah, in the in, in the last episode, uh, we, we mentioned that the Stars number against the Ducks, uh, it reflected a must-win premium on the Stars, uh, but I couldn't get there just based on how bad the Ducks were. Um, even though the Stars um, deservedly won that game, uh, despite the final score showing it was a one-goal game, I think the correct adjustment was made with the stars opening at a at a, at a lower number here. Um, I am interested in, in the total. It juiced over last game. Um, I, I scored that as, as an over, even though the final score stayed under, but we're seeing a flat five and a half now. So we do need to wait on the goaltending. But at this point, if it's pretty much the same lineups um, and the same goaltending, I will be looking at playing the uh, playing the over in this game. 
All right. Uh, we will now move on to Top Shelf Bets, our favorite bets for Thursday, March 31st. Top Shelf, where Mama hides the cookies. Uh, we'll, we'll go back to you to start. You already mentioned them off the top, but tell the people once again why you love the Blue Jackets on Thursday. I love the Blue Jackets. Um, a lot of it is based on the number. I think that we're too inflated now with the game switching to the Islanders. We could see Corey Schneider, um, but I still get an edge with um, Barlamov. I thought that the game the other day was closer um, and Columbus probably deserved a better better result. So if you're giving me an inflated number against a team who I thought deserved to win the last game, I will be betting on them here. For me, I like the New Jersey Devils. They are plus 215 on Thursday night in Boston to take on the Bruins, who are coming back at minus 270. The over-under here is six. Uh, I've spoke a lot about how I like the Bruins and their long-term prospects of challenging for the Stanley Cup or at least making a run this spring. However, the Devils, I think, have been consistently underrated by uh, casual fans, maybe betters, betting market, uh, etc. And a lot of the reason that the Devils are underrated because their goaltending is terrible. However, their play driving metrics remain strong. They're 54.7% expected goal rate over the last month, but they're giving up a half a goal more per hour at five on five than their expected goals against due to poor goaltending. The Bruins, obviously they are a stingy, stingy defensive team. They'll have a decided edge and goal on Thursday night, but the numbers is high for a reason. And I think, although it's a bet you, you lose a lot more often than you win. There's going to be value on the Devils down the stretch here. A team that is continuing to play hard uh, as they kind of get their game going, hopefully for next fall. So give me the Devils once again. I like them anything two to one or over in Boston on Thursday night. Do you have anything on uh, New Jersey and Boston? Not surprisingly, um, I have an interest in the Devils at this price. Uh, I've been interested in the Devils here for uh, quite a while here, but betting against the Bruins uh, coming off an embarrassing loss in a game that really wasn't as close as the final score indicated, um, it's probably not the right situation. And also one bad loss also doesn't change how bullish I am on the Bruins in general. Um, one good thing going for a possible devil's bet would be Allmark has been confirmed, um, which might have been a nice setup for the over, but he's actually been trending better for me lately. Um, it's not enough for me to back him, but he's also... Um, no longer an auto fade or an auto over anymore either. And of course, you mentioned the devil's goaltending. I would expect this game to take over money, uh, but with it already at six and a half and probably headed higher, um, I will I will sit this out. And there you have it. Another episode of Line Change is in the books for so many sports. I'm Michael Leboff. Best of luck with your NHL bets on Thursday, March 31st.